What the fuck is up, goons? What is this, episode 46? This is 46, Chris. Boom, boom, episode 46. You know what's coming soon, Mike? You know what's uh, coming on uh, July 12th? Uh, the the post-July 4th fireworks sales? Nope. Our first Notes of a Goon merch is coming out on podcastmerch.com. We're going to be doing a pre-sale. Uh, pretty cool. Uh, fan art done by Adam Yeeter, who's a comic book artist out of Arizona. Yeet, yeet. We're going spl- to splash that on the back. Uh, we're just going to use the font that's, you know, the font we have our logo in, Notes of a Goon, and then... Uh, uh, that uh, shit uh, that looks like uh, like Freddy uh, yeah, from the, Nightmare the, the on Elm Street drew it. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 We're just going to say Goon right across your heart mm. for all the goons that listen to this show, because this is Notes of a Goon. I'm your host, Chris from Brooklyn. Uh, I am joined, as always, except for that one time, by my stalwart producer, Michael Harrington. How are you, Mike? Good. We don't talk about that one time. We don't talk about that one time. There's a lot of stuff to talk about, because it is Tuesday... June 21st, and uh, no, it is Monday, June 21st, as we record this, but this will be coming out on Tuesday, June 22nd, which is election day, primary day here in New York City, which is something we normally wouldn't talk about because voting, kind of lame. A little sus. Yeah, it's a little like, you. I don't trust you, but you're voting, and then fucking de Blasio's got people doing ranked choice voting. I want to talk about that for a second. It's like I said this on uh, High Society, but we kind of glazed over it. Um, ranked choice voting is just the anti-Andrew Yang voting, right? How so? I think they literally were like, well, if we do ranked choice, it would be close. And then somebody, the person who comes in second place will probably get a lot. So now it's Eric Adams is in the lead for the primary, uh, who's a, believe it or not, black ex-cop. Like, so former Republican. New York City famously loves them some Republicans. When Bloomberg was a Republican, he was the mayor. Giuliani was a Republican. Uh, Even as liberal as it is in New York, they really will elect the shit out of a Republican. But you just have to run as a Democrat. So Eric Adams is in the lead right now. But I really think the ranked choice voting was kind of just like they knew it would be close between Yang and and Eric Adams or whoever else they were going to do. They were trying to they were trying to boost up there. And uh, they knew that probably... Anybody who is voting not for Andrew Yang isn't going to put him second. But anybody who is voting for him would probably choose whoever the runner-up is going to be. So it's ranked choice voting. So that second place choice is still weighted a certain way. You get what I mean? Why wouldn't they put Yang second? Because he's just so radical? I think the people who are who are who do not want to vote for Andrew Yang are just like, this guy's a clown. He's not really a politician. We don't want a, a guy with no experience running the city. That's a good point. Yeah, I, it really feels because they've been trying to get this done in various. This might be a pilot program for the entire country and for probably for possibly national. It's a good idea. It just feels like they're doing it for that reason. Feels like the route we might have to a third party candidate. Uh, possibly. I mean, look, instant runoff voting is another way to do it, it, it which is similar. I, I like don't know too much about it, but it's a good. It is a good idea. I'd like to see it in, but I'd like to see it in national primaries so that you don't have like this front runner like. The concept of a momentum needs to be taken out of primaries. What do you mean? Like, when Joe Biden won that one, he just did really well on Super Tuesday, right? And then he just, the momentum carried him. I think that that kind of gets out, because the other guys are doing so poorly, but if they still had some delegates because of like a ranked choice voting system, then the race is more interesting. It's more competitive, which is kind of what you want, right? That's what I want. That's not necessarily what the DNC wants. Yeah, well, fuck those motherfuckers. But the main reason I want you to... You work for them. 
They work for me. I don't know, dude. Sign your checks for your fucking two appearances a year. Yep, that's true. I got to run for re-election next year. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a whole campaign special going. Hell yeah! Um, I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, but so the reason I wanted to bring up election day is because uh, you know two of the fucking homies got elections tomorrow. Eliza Orleans, who was on the show a couple months back, gang gang. So if you're listening, uh, and you're voting in Manhattan. Throw fucking our friend Eliza a fucking little checkbox on fucking for the DA. Make her number one. Yeah, make her your first choice. Yeah. And then She's fucking, our first choice. You know, my boy Caesar Caesar Vargas, who I grew up with, is running for borough president of Staten Island. So if you're from Staten Island and you're listening to this, look, even if you disagree with these candidates' politics or know nothing about them, just vote for them because they're the homies. That's it. Here's the thing, man. You always got to vote for the fucking, for your boys. Always, the people who have your back, that's who you vote for. Because that is beneficial to you, no matter what. Vote for the boys. Yo, right? how, how much better would this show be if we have friends in high places? Doug, this is what I'm saying. I remember back in the day, I said to my buddy Mario, I go, dude, when we get older, I'm going to run for mayor. He's like, you'd be a fucking terrible mayor. I was like, what do you care if I'd be a terrible mayor? He's like, he's like dude, you would suck. I was like, you wouldn't vote for me. He's like, no. I was like, you know what you would be if I was the mayor? And he's like, what? I was like, you'd be the fucking mayor's boy. He's like, you're not even going to appoint me to like an office? He's like, why the fuck? I was like, why the fuck would you want an office? What I would do is I would print little cards instead of like PBA cards, and they would just say, like, you give that to a cop? It doesn't even say mayor's boy on it. Just It's a picture of me pointing at him, smiling like, you know you done fucked up, right? That's what the card's going to say. You stupid cop. You just fuck with the mayor's boy. Yo, dun, dun, dun. What if you just, what if it was that meme? Where it's like, and it was at this moment, he realized he, he fucked, fucked up. up. Yeah, exactly. How did I get here? <laughs> you just fucked up. Look, Mike. Dog, that would be sick. If you were just meme pranking cops as the mayor. This is, first of all, I would absolutely be doing that. Secondly, Mike, wouldn't you rather be just the mayor's friend? Like the mayor's boy or the president's boy. Like if you were just boys with Trump during the Trump White House era. And like, if he was like, dude, you want to be secretary of state? I'd have been like, no. Just fucking let me hang out on a fucking plane and shit. Give me some of these Secret Service dudes, fuck some people up for me, and we're good. And he'd be like, all right, whatever. Like, that's what you want. Nah, dog, I want to know about them aliens. Oh, yeah, I'd be like, yo, can I go, can you give me that clearance so I go see them aliens? But I don't need to do that as Secretary of the Interior like a fucking loser. I just want to fucking hang out with my dude, get drunk, and be like, yo, holler. You know you got a dope job. You Like, look, you know when you go to the, you go to the bar that your boy is a bartender at? You're getting your drinks faster. You're the president's boy. You get to see them aliens. I mean, that that does check out. Yeah. I can't argue, you know, security Dude, clearance versus, you know, bar rules. Fucking, it seems like you've got this totally flushed out. Do you know, there's supposedly there's a thing where fucking Richard Nixon showed Jackie Gleason some aliens. For real? Yeah. That's pretty tight. That's pretty dope. Just because, like, he just was a fan of Jackie Gleason and they were hanging out drinking. Think he was honeymooners or the hustler? Like, what do you think? What do you think sold Nixon on Jackie Gleason? I mean, J- Jackie Gleason was just like a famous comedian. Like, he had a lot of other shit besides the honeymooners. Like, he had the Jackie Gleason hour too. No, I understand that, but I'm asking. Like, is it? Is it? It's still it, the Jackie Gleason got the Jackie Gleason hour off of who he was on the honeymooners. You know what True. I mean? He wasn't getting that off of like being Adam Sandler in like uh, Rain Over Me, trying to tra- take dramatic roles like fucking Gleason and the Hustler. Look, I mean, I can even see this. It might be a little after its time, but uh, 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 fucking, I could see, you know, Nixon probably really enjoyed that movie, The Toy. 
Yeah, but that's, I mean, he was... He was long he was gone well by disgraced then. by that point. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, that was definitely a Nixon favor. Are you kidding yeah. me? Was it, wasn't Jackie Gleason also the sheriff in uh, Smokey and the Bandit? No, there's no way. Was he in one of those movies? No way. Pull up Jackie Gleason's IMDb. He's been in a bunch of shit that like is like low key. Like you're like, oh fuck yeah, Jackie Gleason was in that fucking movie that came out in the eighties. Jackie only forty two, uh, only forty two acting credits. Let me peep this. Yeah, all right. Uh, but I mean, surprisingly enough, music department comes up before. Um, was he a composer? He was a composer. He right? composed the. Uh, he was the conductor for the Honeymooner score. Yeah, what um, a fucking dude! Back in the day, that's something about like in like if you were an entertainer. In that era of like television, you really had to be able like you know. There's a story about um, I, I feel like I may have said it on the show before, but in the in the movie King of Comedy, uh, Jerry Lewis wanted to slap Sandra Bernhardt and have her do a pratfall through a glass table, and he couldn't understand that a woman who was a stand-up comedian couldn't just do that. Like he was pissed. Was it sugar glass or? No, he wanted her to do a pratfall through a glass coffee table. Through a real table. And threw, apparently threw a fit to Martin Scorsese that he, he goes, she's not, if she can't do a pratfall, he's like, we don't have to use a glass table, we can use a different table. But if she can't throw, do a pratfall through a table, first of all, I didn't realize you had to be a pro wrestler to be a comedian in the 50s. You know what I mean? Like, it's fucking crazy. Nah, because here's the thing, dude. Like, you know, the, 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 I think there was such a, like, a lower bar of entertainment back then. Right? Like, think about it like this. You want to watch a guy get hit in the nuts right now, right? Yes. Okay, you go And on... now, back then, they only had guys getting hit in the nuts. So I'm saying, you can go on YouTube and find a guy getting hit on the nuts on a loop for fucking 72 hours, right? True. You can't do that in, like, 1953. So, like, guy getting hit in the nuts was, like, the height but of comedy But this is the 80s, though, so you couldn't do that in the 80s. But I'm saying Jerry Lewis came up in the 30s, 40s, 50s. Yeah, that's true. So well, you, he... needed to be able to, you needed to be able to be broad and smart. Exactly. Like you, you had to be able to do both of those things. And if you didn't, you were a duo act like Martin and Lewis. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Let's see some of these Jackie Gleason acting credits. Because I'm kind of curious. I feel like he was in He was in some... He's in, yeah, Smokey and the Bandit. He was Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah, he was right Sheriff Buford. Okay. I was thinking Dukes of Hazzard, and I was like, Gleason wasn't back on TV at that point. But no, yeah, Sheriff Buford T. Justice, for sure. Um, there's no, like... Uh, there's no... Like the hustler is the one exception. I feel like life. that's gotta be that's gotta be a fucking um I'm sure Requiem for a heavyweight was a was a serious movie. I don't where's that? Go down. Uh two above the hustler. Mm. Um I've heard of this movie. Requiem for a heavyweight? Yeah. Yeah, this is a serious movie. Yeah. But I mean it doesn't seem like Jack he's not the the, the lead by any stretch no. of the imagination. Anthony Quinn. Oof. That seems like a badass movie. Yeah. How the fuck have neither of us seen this movie about boxing, which is something we both like? Yeah. Oh, dude, Willie Pep and Muhammad Ali were in it? Oh, how the fuck do we not know about dude, this, this movie? Dude, this movie sounds fucking awesome. We should watch Rod this Rod Serling wrote it? What? Dude. I'm watching this movie when I get home. Jack Dempsey's in it. Jack... Yeah, I'm watching this movie today. Dog, I'm 100% watching this Dude, movie today. How furious do you think like 100 people listening to this show right now are that we don't know what this movie is? The, the black and white movie from 1962. Yeah. I'm sure people are furious we've never heard of it. Every this. once in a while, Go dude, I said something yourself. about... I've said stuff about movies that I'm like, oh yeah, I never saw that. And people are just like, how have you never seen that? Well, like I get that with Team America, right? 
I still haven't seen Team America, even though I said I was going to watch it like two weeks ago. I'm just, I haven't gotten to it yet. Like it's, it's fine. There's some, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen Deliverance all the way through. Like, there's just certain movies. That Deliverance is only like 80 minutes long, too. But is a lot of butt fucking in it. Like, honestly, once I got to the butt fucking scene and I realized how long the butt fucking scene was, Dude, I was like, it's kinda, just I get that, this. Deliverance is not good. No. Like, when people are like, you gotta watch Deliverance, I'm like, you're gay, son. <laughs> like, you gay. are fucking gay if you like the movie Deliverance. Like, it's not even good. There's no... That seems like a movie... That was like supposed to be a kind of horror movie, and then the director was just like, "Well, you know what's scary is getting raped in the butt." And they were like, "Is that is that you? You don't have like a monster for this? It's in the woods. The monster is the man. Yeah, it's but it's like but man is the monster. You don't you don't have you don't have you ain't got no Bigfoots in this. There's nothing. But they're in like it's not like a death cult with the banjos. Nah, it's just butt fucking. It's just two guys that butt fuck these four guys." And you're just like, what? Well, how'd you get Burt Reynolds to be in it? Uh, we didn't tell him about the butt fucking yet, but he's he signed a contract. I, all right, I guess here's some money. Make this weird fucking gay ass fuck movie. I mean, dude, it was Burt Reynolds in the 70s. You can get anything made. That's what I'm saying. He's like, why did Burt Reynolds do an ass fuck movie? I mean, he was, was that like, right after Caligula came out? Is that maybe why? Maybe. I think he was ass fucking was ass all fuck. the rage. That was that was when ass fucking got its first real pop, right? Oh, dude, Deliverance was the the original sodomy movie. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was there a lot of sodomy movies since then? Uh, I'm trying to think. Wasn't uh Sleepers? Sleepers is a sodomy movie. That also that Shawshank. Got, well, here's the thing. Sleep uh, Shawshank isn't real. There's some sodomy in Shawshank, but come on, uh, like. But sl- Sleepers is... B- no, I don't think there even is. Is there? Is there a reason? There's 100% sodomy in, in, Shawshank? in Shawshank. Yeah. Hmm. Andy gets got by the sisters yeah, in the film room a oh, number yeah. of times. yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. They got that, that boys. They clapped that boy's cheeks. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they don't. that's the one thing we but don't they- talk about Andy Dufresne, right? It's just it's, it's all about making it to Juarez or whatever. Yeah, that's true. But also, I'll say, no, but Sleepers is the dope. Because <laughs> they that's that's a rape-revenge film. Mm. Like promising young woman ain't got shit on sleepers, dude. Sleepers is fucking dope. It's depressing and sad as fuck, but that movie is awesome. Yeah, that movie rules. That's what I'm saying. He's like, you can make a good butt fuck movie. It's just Deliverance ain't it, kid. Mm. If you had uh, Sheriff Buford in that, shit. I'm trying to think, fucking uh, what's his name? Uh, American History X. Pretty much any prison movie. Any prison movie is a butt fuck movie. Yeah, I mean, other than Goodfellas. Yeah, they didn't get butt fucked. No. I do like in The Sopranos when they were like, hey, I don't do that. And you get a, not even when I was in jail, even though you get a pass for that. They like, it's, they say that like a couple of times in The Sopranos. You get a pass for that. If you're butt fucking in jail? Yeah. It's not gay? Yeah. I think gay's on. You ain't gay. Um, yeah, I'm looking at it. So it seems like it was all TV stuff. It was like gun smoke. Uh, it was an episode of the Twilight Jackie Zone. Jackie Gleason? No, Burt Reynolds. Oh, Burt Reynolds. Before, oh, before Deliverance. Deliverance. Oh, Deliverance popped off Burt Reynolds? It seems that way. So, like, here, Damn. you can take a look at his IMDb, right? Damn, yo. So, wait, Burt Reynolds got Poison Ivy'd? A little bit. It Dude, he had the way. Jamie Presley and Poison Ivy? Holy shit. Burt Reynolds is a little slut. 
Oh, I mean, you know, Burt Reynolds definitely gave those cheeks up, dude. That he, he grew yeah, that mustache. Hell out. yeah, dude. Yeah, that mustache was for fucking. This is, yeah, it is all fucking bullshit TV shit. Yeah, I mean, hundred rifles. Never heard of that, right? Then yeah. okay, deliverance. Fucking deliverance. All of a sudden, he's in a fucking Woody Allen movie. Yeah, right. You know, there's some some shit going on there. Uh, two years later, we got the Longest Yard. Yeah, right. Uh, Gator. Nick, yeah, these. This is when the and then Smokey and the Bandit five years later, yeah, well, and that's really years. that's really what got him super over, right? Smokey and the Bandit. Oh, dude, Gator was fucking. It's a big movie. Gator was pretty fucking tight, dude. Fucking, I'm just saying that's fucking crazy. That fucking, I didn't realize that that was uh, Burt Reynolds' Skinamax to get the fucking thing. Kinda. Fucking shit. He's he was gay for pay. Nah, but like, yo, I think I think the the thing you're forgetting, right? When they when they pitched it to him, like, all right, look, there's gonna be some gay shit going on, and a lot of guys are gonna get mad about seeing essentially themselves, right? Because if you think about it, at that time, what like that movie's about like some fucking suburbanite like dad. Yeah, it's like some hipsters going right. on a canoe trip, and it's like yo, like you know, the guy's like in his thirties. A lot of fucking a lot of people in suburban America would relate. Way more to the guy getting fucking boo food against his will by some fucking yokels than by Burt Reynolds. So Burt Reynolds comes out and it's like, look, there's going to be some butt fuck in this movie. Your butt is never going to be touched and you're only going to be out here killing motherfuckers that people who is are the guy who got hate. Who was the fu- guy who got butt fucked? Was it Richard Dreyfus? No, Dreyfus didn't get butt fucked. Who's in Deliverance? I don't know. I only saw it once because I was like, why is everybody always talking about this butt fuck movie? Mm. Uh, so it's John Voight, Burt Reynolds, John and Ned Voigt. Beatty. John Voight is the is, is John Voight's an yes. Oscar winner. Ned Beatty is the guy who's uh, I can still see his face like at look at how old he is, but you still see the face of yeah. the guy who got boo food and deliverance. Yeah. Sorry, bud. Got corn. I think they call it cornholing in the South. We've been being very culturally insensitive the whole time. Mm. All right, well, this was all supposed to be about, so just go out and vote for the homies. <laughs> look, I'm just saying, look, if we had friends in high places, look, we would utilize that. We would be, we are corrupt individuals. I certainly am perfectly willing to partake in government corruption that I constantly criticize. Which is exactly why I criticize government so often. Because I would absolutely... If given that position of power, uh, give any sort of government contract to my friends. So, uh, in short, if you're in Manhattan or Staten Island, vote for the homies. Moving on. Chris, real quick. Mm -hmm. I just have a quick question to ask you. Mm -hmm. You did say the date at the top of the show. Mm -hmm. It's June 21st. So I have to ask, Mm -hmm. how did you celebrate... Juneteenth. I mean, this is our latest national holiday, mm-hmm. right? It, it, let's treat it with the reverence and respect that it deserves. Is like it going to be on other, Father's Day next year? It's going to be on Father's Day pretty much, Father's Day weekend pretty much every year. Nobody said anything about that yet, huh? I haven't heard a peep about it. I haven't heard a peep about the fact that Juneteenth next year will fall on Father's Day. And it is a federal... I think that's why they did it this year, because they're like, the pressure's going to keep mounting, and if we make it a holiday, the year it falls on Father's Day, 
is going to be too many motherfuckers getting canceled. You can't resist that joke. It's if I can't even do it. Just the anticipation of it being next year. I'm just like, oh, it's so funny. I know I'm not supposed to talk about this. I know I'm not supposed to make fun of black people not having dads in their life. There's a lot of white people without dads in their life too. What? Why would you do this to us, Joe? Why? Wait until it falls on the Monday. Right at which they should have waited two years. Joe falls on the Monday. Then we got seven years of federal holiday Juneteenth before it hits the Father's Day. What are you doing? Maybe even longer with a leap year. It's true. Joe fucked us. What an asshole. Juneteenth was uh, Saturday, correct? Yes, sir. I did uh, uh, two sold-out libertarian comedy shows. The uh, There was uh, no black people in either of the audiences. I was with Dave and Robbie in Connecticut. That's how I celebrated Juneteenth. How did you celebrate Juneteenth? You went to the whitest state to hang out with all white people? Yep. It's just a coincidence. Sus. I I mean, I was, uh, you know... I don't know if you can wear your hat like that. I was out after midnight with some black people in front of uh, Old Man Hustle the night before. It was technically Juneteenth. That's how I spent... You know, it was real N-word hours. That's how I spent my Juneteenth. Oh, really? Hanging out with black people at the club, right? Just giving, mm-hmm. giving plenty of spots to people of color. Um, you know, really establishing myself as somebody who gives opportunities uh, at the Brooklyn Comedy Club. So how many black people did you have on the shows last? Oh, quite, quite a few. Name all of them. Yeah, it seems like we're, we're just, you know, Because I know Zach was on two shows. Sure. He's the size of two white people. <laughs> Okay. I mean, if we're going by those metrics, uh, I also booked Napoleon on a bunch of shows, so that's like one and a half. That's fair. Um, but yeah, so Napoleon did a bunch of shows. Drew Dowdy did a bunch of shows. Uh, Von oh, you got, Drew, you got Drew back in there? I got Drew. Drew was there Friday, Saturday, Sunday. If you guys don't know, uh, Drew Dowdy uh, was on uh, Flatbush Misdemeanors this year. He, he, did, uh, he did a show with us on Friday at uh, Broken Comedy Club out there. and uh, First time I ever saw him. First time you ever saw him. He's my buddy for a long time. Guy who convinced you to start doing comedy. Absolutely one of the people who pushed me the hardest to start doing stand-up comedy. Uh, Very, very funny individual. Very funny Uh, dude. So I immediately hit him up uh, because I had uh, spots to fill on Saturday uh, and Sunday. Uh, Mm -hmm. So yeah, he got plenty of work at the club this weekend. Thank you for introducing me to him. That's great. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure he did a great job. Um, But so, yeah... uh, you wanted to talk to me a little bit about this, the scheduling stuff uh, over there. Is uh, so Friday I did a, uh, I did. It was a great weekend. It was a great comedy weekend. I, I didn't get to celebrate Juneteenth the way I would have liked. Um, that sounds like the way you would have liked. I mean, I had fun. I did a couple shows. Uh, I, I got to do guest spots at Caroline's. My first time there with uh, Ryan Long. It was fucking great. Very fun time. Uh, you got on stage in front of a packed house, Caroline's. Twice. Golly. Very fun, very and I and, and it was good. Everybody did well. We had a good time. Uh, I was not there on the Saturday, which was apparently the day the air conditioner broke. So that it was it nice. is. Uh, Corinne apparently powered through her set, fucking leveled, and then it got pretty rough after that. So yeah, it'll be a thing. But um, and then there was one show that I did over the weekend, which was the Friday at midnight at Brooklyn Comedy Club. Some would say the best set of your life. I had a good set. I was hosting the show that you booked me on. Uh, for uh, 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 two girls, uh-huh. two of my buddies from high school who came after Caroline's to meet me there, uh-huh. and then Alex and Frank. I was there too. You, dude, I'm gonna throw this out there. You're like, 
I know we're friends, but you have to do this midnight show that we just didn't advertise really, and uh, you just started, and uh, nobody really wants to do. And uh, 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 you were laughing so hard you couldn't even bring me on stage, Mike. <laughs> and you asked me to do it again this Friday. <laughs> to which I said, can I at least do the earlier show so that I can, you know, this way at least I get to do that. I'll even do a short set. I don't care. And then I'll host the show that probably is going to have three people in it. I don't care. So you want a guest spot on the tent? Can I do a seven-minute guest spot? I'll give you seven. All right. I'm just going to run the light. Um, You're a fucking prick. <laughs> I'm lighting you at four. <laughs> That's when I'll get in the good QAnon material. <laughs> You're such a prick. And um, uh, by the way, it's pro. <laughs> I've changed that joke. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know. You fucking, dude, you, you hold my feet to the fire, right? Uh-huh. Because, like, honestly... I bring you great comics. You didn't I, I brought you multiple good comics. You brought me a couple good comics. And then you've also tried to force some dog shit on me. But you brought me a couple uh, good comics. Hold on. I've tried to force some dog shit on you for our entertainment. <laughs> let, let, let's not say... <laughs> no, no, that one was for our entertainment. All right, the other one was not. That's yeah. fair. <laughs> it just keeps bugging me. Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> I told him to just... Yeah, I was like, you gotta just call Mike. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm not going to say who it is. Yeah. But you also got to play the game a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I said. But yeah, one of them was definitely for our entertainment. Honestly. And there might be another one of those that comes up at some point. Have I mean, you- I genuinely just want to book him for a guest spot this, uh, this uh, Friday. <laughs> uh, have just you- see what happens. Yep. Put him up last. Um, yeah. So if you guys are listening, come on out to this Friday at midnight show because I am a hundred percent. I'm going to keep booking Chris Friday at midnight. It's called uh, the uh, People Chris Wants to Drink With the show. The People Chris Wants to Drink With show. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to book it, Chris. You have. I think Gino Bisconti is free this week. If you if you can book Gino Bisconti on this show, I will put Gino Bisconti. Just text him right now. I just can't get that drunk. Just see if he's free. <sighs> oh, he's not drinking. I can book Gino Bisconti on the show. Okay. So he. I mean, him not drinking is like kind of drink. I just can't get hammered every night. It's not every night. It's one late show. But yeah. So that will, it's Juneteenth every Friday at the Brooklyn Comedy Club. Is the whole point, Mike? Uh, yeah. I mean, essentially. The Friday, the, the, the Father's Day, and I know the racehorse is back from rehab and probably going to get pissed off when I say the Juneteenth Father's They just should move Father's Day. God damn <laughs> Is that racist? <laughs> All right, you're angry. I assume, I assume. So if you don't know, the racehorse is our race expert. I sent Mike out with all of our advertising money from VinylGraph.com, and he was supposed to buy a racehorse, but instead of getting a horse that runs fast, he got a race expert horse. That horse then became a drug addict. We had to send him to rehab, and now he's back, sober, I guess, and uh, uh, mad that I think Juneteenth shouldn't be on Father's Day. And I, look... I, it's for the benefit of white people and race relations in general that Juneteenth should not fall ever on a Father's Day. <laughs> All right. It's, again, it's more, it's, it's less about the fact that there is a, uh, a father issue, it's a stereotype in the black community, and more about a lot of white people are going to get in trouble because of this. 
and it's going to probably cause some fistfights. And that's not good for a healing nation, Mike. Oh, stop it! It's not good, Mike. It's not a good idea. I want you know. Whenever they talk about the statistics of fathers not in black households, I always wonder how many of them are very active, but just not married. You know what I mean? Just not married. Just not classically no, married. Mean? There's no numbers on that. Well, like D. You know, my boy D. He he's more involved in his kid's life than the mom is at this point. And for a while, that would have looked like a fatherless household. But like, there was more stable when she went over to his house on the weekends. It was more stable. She would like because he was staying with his parents because he had to have the kid over on the weekends. So you got your grandparents there. They lived in a big nice house, and then she was living in a one bedroom apartment with her, her her white mom. You know what I mean? I think that's like the opposite of that. I, and I always wonder because of that, because of seeing that anecdotally, how skewed the statistics really are. You know what I mean? Like, I understand what you're saying. Makes sense. Yeah. Don't hate it. Yeah, I'll celebrate a Father's Day Juneteenth with them next year. You know? Hell yes. You know. Uh, but but here's the thing, okay. you can't give a black dad a tie on Father's Day because it's also Juneteenth. That's probably bad. Here, don't you can't give a black guy a thing to tie around their neck on Juneteenth. <laughs> God damn it, that's a good point. Resource. Fuck. That was a good point. All right, at least he gave me that. Wait, was that two claps for no? Fuck. I forgot how it worked. All right, I'm glad you're back. Calm down. <sighs> so anyway, you were busting my balls about just putting you on these uh, midnight shows, right? You asked me for like a, a, a primetime spot, right? I said I would do a guest spot. I just want to come in and do a spot in front of a full crowd where I can kind of work on a new joke. I okay. can't do that from a host spot when there's a small crowd. You can do that on Thursday at 10 p.m., which is where I have you booked, and I'm going to pay you to come out and do a spot. That's true. Yeah. I'm more just meant if I'm coming out there to do the show... At midnight? At midnight. And I'm not going to get home until like 3.30 in the morning. Yeah. Uh, I'll book you a guest spot on the 10. Okay. It's going to be a long guest spot. <laughs> I'm just busting your chops, Mike. Get me Gino. For I'll text him. I mean, he responds to me. Shoot him a text right now. I'll do it as soon as the show's over. No, uh, we'll see if we can get him by the end of the show because then we can announce nah. it. And we'll get people to come Gino's out. Gino's going to be there. Um, so anyway, what are you, what are you complaining to me about? You were, you were starting to complain about something. No, nothing. You're fine. What were you going to say, Mike? No, you were just you were busting my balls. About, I wasn't busting your balls. You were I was saying my balls at like one in the morning, right? About not getting you up on the on on shows at the club. Yeah. Oh yeah, probably. Yeah, you were right, and I'm like, oh, I'm I was pretty drunk at- by that point, buddy. Yeah, that's how you fucking calm me into giving you a Thursday spot. Fair enough. That's the thing. Mike is the opposite of a person who gets drunk and promises people stuff. He can't say no to drunk people. It's true. I do. Have so, a weakness for what do you what do you what are you mad people. at me for with these with the with the spot? What was it? Just that I bullied you. You bullied me. I even said today when I was texting you, you don't have to give me it this week, but like if you're going to keep asking me to host this like bad time slot, it's a, it's a bad time it's slot not. for the people Chris wants to drink with show. No, it's a great time slot for that. It's the perfect time slot for that. Chris, I'm booking a club here. I think I would know. Of all the lineups, of all the times I have, Friday at midnight is the perfect time. There are people listening to this that have never been to a comedy show that are like, I wouldn't go to a comedy show at Friday at midnight. There are people listening to this show that go to comedy shows twice a week who are going, 
Friday at midnight. Jesus fucking Christ. There are people who are listening to this who are like, man, you know when I would like to drink with Chris from Brooklyn? Midnight on a Friday. Yeah. The, uh, that, that's my friends and family that are saying that when they hear this. Tell them to come out to Brooklyn Comedy Club, Friday at midnight. I wanted to start showing up on the website as the people Chris wants to drink with show. I'll change that right now if you book me a lineup of all killer, no filler. You bring me a lineup of all killer, no filler. You're fucking, you're real So I'm hitters. the filler? I mean, <laughs> fuck you, Mike. You're bringing them together. You're, you're, you know. You're I'm like, the glove in the Infinity Gauntlet. I'm saying, yeah. Something, you're the thing to fill. <laughs> like deliverance. It all comes together. All I'm saying is, don't buy your black dad a tie for Juneteenth Father's Day next year. <laughs> Moving on. Oh, I've decided, you know, I'm trying to not, you know, I'm trying to not say uh, insensitive things as much. I'm trying to, I've told you this, Mike, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't think, uh, 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 you know, I, I, we ranked the six gayest types of cops last week. Do you remember that? Did we go on gay? Yeah. We said he were like, "What's the gayest?" Co-? And that's yeah. I realized afterwards that that could be construed as uh, insensitive For to the, the cops, to, to the gays, because we're comparing them to cops. Yeah, yeah. It seemed like a mean thing that we did, like afterwards, because I was like, "Gay people don't deserve that, man." I like the gays. I fucking yeah. We've talked I'm about it. you lost your virginity them. at a gay pride parade. Yeah, to yeah. a woman. Yeah. For anybody who didn't listen to the first episode. Oh, gee. Yeah. Not one of them. We also said we love those gay pride parades because it turns uh, straight white girls the sluttiest possible that they will ever be. It's valid. Um, and there's all these, like, washboard abs fucking gay dudes around. They're getting all boned up, partying, just trying to support inclusion. But then those gay guys don't want to fuck them, and they're just like, well, you're here. And they've been having jello shots since noon. Yep. We love the gays around and here. And there's condoms feel- everywhere. There are condoms everywhere. There's pup play going on. You know about pup play, right? I'm well aware of pup play. It seems like you'd be into that. I mean, not when it's two dudes. No, but like if it was a chick and you had to wear the dog mask. No, I mean, if I was, you know, holding a leash while a fucking beautiful woman was following me around like a store, even standing upright, that's kind of hot. Yeah, I wouldn't want her standing upright. Nah, like that's kind of, that's that's like funny degrading. Yeah, I still want them... If you're gonna do it, if you go hard or go home. Nah, I'm not gonna lie. There was I was watching this video the other day. Uh, it was a black guy walking through a Walmart uh, with his white girlfriend on a leash, Jesus. Uh, with her her head down, uh, right following behind him, uh, while three of his other boys were also swarming around, right, and they just made it very clear, like we're we're all about to go run a train on this woman that we're parading through this Walmart. Can you find me that video? Yeah, I'll bring it up. Should have probably brought that up during the Juneteenth segment, but whatever. Um, but so I feel bad about, uh, you know, calling calling the cops gay because it's bad. It's mean to gay people. Um, and, you know, I'm trying to be better. And, like, you know, whatever. Sometimes you say faggot by accident. I'm trying to not. So I think the word we can go with that has a good, it has a good kick, right? You ready, Mike? Ready. Fruit bat. Fruit bat. I think that is the, like, like motherfucker, like, if you're somebody who colloquially says the N-word with an A conversationally, you can, if you want to not, you just, 
start saying motherfucker, and it kind of gets you, it'll it'll get you through. Uh, so I think fruit bat if you're saying stuff about gay people. Now you might think to yourself, but it has fruit in it, and that's already a bad term for gay people. But if you're literally just calling something like gay because it's like lame or corny or like soft or whatever, right? And you say fruit bat, right? There's two kinds of bats, right? That I know of, probably more. But uh, there's a fruit bat, and then there's a, a vampire bat. One of those bats drinks blood, and one of those bats eats fruit. Clearly, the softer of those bats. So you go fruit bat, right? I mean, look, I really can't. I can't argue with the. Uh, it's very the sound here. logic. You're not wrong. I mean, I'm I'm looking I'm looking you to think, poke do, holes in this argument, and I'm. Having this is what I'm saying time. is like so. It's like people might get mad from I mean for saying fruit bat because they're like it's fruit in there. I'm like yeah, but listen to what I'm saying. It's like I'm not calling the bat a fruit. I'm saying the bat eats fruit. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure you are what you eat, whatever. If you want to infer that far down the line, but fruit bat is the softer. If you're a bat and you're eating fruit, and there's another bat slurping up fucking blood, you kind of look like a bitch, dude. Right? Again, cannot find, I can't find a hole in that. And we need, they, like, right, they tried to get Cuck to be the new fag. Right? They did. And it should have been, it should have been fine, but then it got, like, right-wing co-opted. Everything gets too political nowadays. Right? If we could just call people Cucks, that's fine. It's got the same kind of, uh. It's got that same, like, kind of oomph. And that's an emasculating thing to be. And cuckolding wasn't always the fetish cuckolding. A cuckold was just somebody whose wife cheats on them and they're unwitting of it. Right? They're unknowing. Yes. That's the original definition of the term cuckold. So calling somebody a cuck means not only are they being emasculated, they're also stupid. Right? So we could have just, we had the word, it was fine, and then everybody was like, well, bad people say that word. So what? It's fine. Now those people all started saying fag again. And I'm saying now we have to have a new word, and it's fruit bat. I don't know, dude. Fruit bat just doesn't seem to carry the same weight as the, the cucks or... Uh, I remember I was at a thing, and somebody said something racist. Not racist, but uh, discriminatory against white people. And uh, I was like, that's racist. And they're like, you can't be racist towards white people. And I just went, bigot. And they're like, ooh, that felt hurtful. And I was like, yeah, it sounds like another word you're not allowed to say. <laughs> I like it. Let's just go with that one. Bigot? Just call. I, well, that's what I do to people who just, yeah, for racists. I guess we could call, instead of safe value, you just call people bigot? Yeah, you can get away with calling any cop a bigot. Fair enough. What about a black cop? Still. That's a good point. Dude, I don't fuck? care, dude. If you're getting a fucking paycheck to, to, like, if you are paying your bills by fucking, you know, threatening other people's freedom, you're probably a bigot. Oh my God! Hell yes! You found the video? No, I found a video that I used to jerk off to when I was like twelve. I haven't what? seen this in forever. You Let, remember? Let's see, Mike. Well, no, it's very graphic. We won't uh, release the video of this part. All right, fine. This was this was definitely something I watched on LimeWire when you I were twelve. Like, that was when I was super young, like yeah, between twelve and fourteen. And I was like, I don't know what this is, but I'm into it. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Mike. 
<laughs> Why does she sound like that? Because she's choking. Wait for it. All right. Wait, wait. No, you wanted this. Okay. You wanted this, Chris. What else is going to happen? It gets better. We're just watching porn. <laughs> I forgot how long this thing was. Yeah, go to the part you need me to see because you keep saying wait for it. Now right. they're just full on slap fighting. Yeah, this is this is pretty much it. She like spits in her face. I get it. Yeah, that's fine. All right, turn it off. I just want a reminder that you made me pull that up. I didn't want to. That's fine. I was just gonna fucking bookmark it for later. You are that guy. I mean, I've told the story on the show where <laughs> you were like, I can't close these tabs, despite the fact that we were recording a podcast on Zoom and you had five Pornhub tabs open. You are way, way, way under uh Yeah, it was a recording. lot of Pornhub tabs. It was at least 40. Uh, and it's just like, why do you just bookmark? They're also still going to be in your history. And you're just like, nah, I yeah. can't do it. What you can do is actually, if you were in Chrome, you close the entire window. And then we could do the podcast. And then you could reopen all the tabs at the same time. In the recently closed window. Look, man, you had your opportunity to give me all of these things that I could be doing at the time. I didn't hear them. Uh, to be fair, because you could have just closed the Pornhub tabs, Mike. That, the, honestly, Who's opening that many tabs? Anything more than six tabs is uh, uh, gratuitous. Look, man, the Pornhub free thing was only for like a week. I had to get as much as I could out of it. Staying with your parents. All right. You got this pup play video? <laughs> no. I got to find it's It's very hard to find, and I got distracted by that other video that you had me pull up. Um, it was on Pornhub? It was on X Hamster. All right. We don't need to watch it, I guess. I will find it. It's very funny. Well, what do I, I'm kind of done talking about all this other stuff. I just, it was a quick fruit bat thing. Okay. We'll just pull it up later. We'll watch it at the end of the show. All right, let's see if I can find it. All right, we'll, we'll give you another 10 seconds. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two. One. God damn it, you fucking fruit bat. Where's the stupid video? Mm, it does work. It does, Yeah, it totally works. Fruit bat works, dude. Mm. You fucking fruit bat. I wanted to hate on it, but Where's I really my can't. fucking video, fruit bat? Huh? Oh, this is a fun one. I, we're not just watching porn. No, no, no. This one's actually fucking funny as hell. Just trust me. All right. If you haven't seen this, it's worth watching. All right, Mike. Okay. Remember when this was a fucking smart show and we talked about politics every week? This is better. Alright, so uh, this white man by the name of Neil DePriest, he felt that it was okay to call me a nigger in the year 2019. What I'm doing is, right now I'm sitting here with his current fiance and uh, we're having a good time and I'm going to show you how this shit unfolds. Here's a current picture of him with a Confederate flag in his background. Now, here's a screenshot of a message that he sent to her moments before she got to my house. 
I love you, baby. Miss you already. Can't wait to get married. I want nothing more than to be your husband and love Here's our little family. Of what we did. Hey, Neil. She be home in the morning. She came to visit me or whatever. I missed her so much. Thanks for having a little dick. It's nice and tight for me. Don't worry. Wow, Jesus Christ. This is excessive, Mike. Right? <laughs> I mean, dude, don't call. This is what you're jerking to? I'm just saying, don't call this guy the N-word. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is ultimate Where did revenge. he even call him the N-word? Uh, I'm, I'm assuming off camera. I assume too, but was it at a workplace or something or just in the street? Wherever it was, he didn't enjoy being called the N-word by Neil. All right. He also got another white chick in there. Yeah, I assume that's his girlfriend. Maybe his girlfriend. Oh, this is great too. Uh... This is him rubbing his cum all over the this chick. This is her giving us consent to share to whoever we please as much as we please and to send it to her current fiancé, Neil. <laughs> her signing again, the consent form. Shev here at White Girl Wednesday, and that's how you fight racism. I think that's fake. I don't know, dude. It's pretty funny. I like to think it's real. It's pretty funny, but I think it's fake. Because I don't think a woman who's going to be with a guy like that for two years, because that's a new video, right? Uh, yeah. So. Well, no, that video's from, that video's from 2019. Right. Oh, okay. So, he said 2019. Yeah. So but that, I that thought, I assume that was when Neil called him the N-word. No, it was like, it was taken in, in, yeah, the whole thing was in 2019. But here's the thing. If Neil is calling people the N-word and has the Confederate flag as the background of his photo, mm-hmm. his wife fucks racists. You know what I mean? Like, well, well, I don't doubt that Neil's wife would fuck a black guy behind his back. I just don't, I don't think she would want her other family knowing. You know what I mean? Yeah, that might be... It feels a little fake. Uh, yeah, possibly, but also... But maybe- it does go to... I've had an old theory on High Society, and I got a lot of shit from it from the black listeners of that show, where I said, cuckold porn is kind of for black guys. Hmm. I, there's, that, there's definitely a bunch of black guys watching cuckold porn and not talking about it. That's fair. I mean, I think that that is... Ha- like, that's... That's kind of who the... It's That's who that video was? That was cuckold porn. Yeah. And apparently also you. I found it on uh, eFox and thought it was funny. Oh, all right. You weren't jerking... Oh, you were on eFox, so you weren't jerking to that. Didn't say I wasn't. All right. Well, that's cuckold porn that you jerked to, cuckold porn. Uh, but that was cuckold porn, and that was clearly made for black dudes. I feel like that was made for black dudes. Yeah! That's what I'm saying. Like... It doesn't have to be the kind of cuckold porn where the guy licks the cum up, but if it's like a, like, that's what I mean. It's like the kink of, like, fucking a white chick and pissing off a white dude. That appeals, that seems like it would appeal more to black dudes than it would white dudes. No? No, I can't really argue with that. Yeah. If I was a black dude, I'd watch cuckold porn. I would watch cuckold porn of, like, a white guy cucking another white guy. If you were a white guy who was into that? What do you mean? Wait, you're saying as a... You're the guy. You're the bull, right? You're putting yourself in the fantasy. You got to be the bull. 
Okay. That's the better role. Sure. But honestly, if I'm putting myself in that role anyway, I think I would rather give myself a big black dick. I guess, I guess but you're not, you're just, you're not a black guy. You know you're not. You can't be. You can be a dude. You can get in shape. Yeah, do you have a decent hog, Mike? It's all right. I'm just saying. If yeah, I'm I mean, s- you get a penile uh, adjustment. Nah, dude. But if I'm sitting, take there- a couple, uh, take a couple of, uh, chewable tablets. Yeah, you think that'll that'll get it done? Yeah. Did you find these other video that you wanted to show me? No, nah, I can't find it, dude. I see that sounded pretty funny. All right, moving on. Well, we may as well talk about our sponsor. Uh, our sponsor is uh, BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a, an online pharmacy, and what you do is you go there, you do a quick online consultation. It takes a couple minutes, and uh, well, you have to close your other tabs first. But uh, you do a quick on- online consultation, and uh, what they do is they send you uh, chewable tablets that have uh, the same ingredients as Viagra or Cialis. Uh, you chew them up, and here's the thing about chewing something. It, uh, it gives it more surface area which will help it hit your bloodstream faster once it hits your stomach. Uh, so you chew them up, you chew the tablets up, and uh, uh, hit your bloodstream, and then you got a hard cock and just bong, bong, bong. I wouldn't recommend doing it every single day. Uh, if you need it, it's certainly helpful. Or just, you know, if you're on vacation, you bet you got to get some fucking mileage out of that hotel room. Makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Is this a Hotels.com, or are we doing Blue Chew? I'm just saying, you're, if you're on vacation, yeah, we're doing Blue Chew. We're doing a Blue Chew read. I'm just saying, it, it comes in uh, discreet packaging, so nobody knows. Here's the thing. In, in this day and age, the fact that people don't realize that people like a chewable tablet with the same ingredients as Viagra or Cialis, I don't think anybody should even be kind of upset about that. Here's what's annoying. is like, there's other companies that you can get other pills from that also sell these kind of tablets. Not chewable, of course. BlueChew.com is the only place with the chewable tablets. Um, but they, like, they sell, and it comes in the package. And it's like, I wasn't even getting that. I bought a different drug from a different company. And they, it's like, now people think I'm getting this. And it's like, I don't care if they think that. But I don't want them thinking it. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Checks out. That's why I fuck with BlueChew.com. That's why I get that. That's why I get my chewable tablets with the same ingredients as Viagra or Cialis. I get it from BlueChew.com. And you know what I do, Mike? What do you do? I use the promo code GOON. Uh, and what you do is you get your first month completely free. What you do is you don't pay for the BlueChew tablets. You pay $5 to have them shipped to your house. And here's the thing. Uh, they send you a monstrous amount of tablets. Cartoonish. It's like... You could lose your dick in the war, and something's going to move with the amount of tablets they send you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you go to BlueChew.com, use that promo code GOON, and you're going to get your first month free. $5 shipping. It's absolutely worth that money. It's going to come in discreet packaging, and boom, boom. Moving on. Um. <clears throat> so here's the thing. Uh, there's this guy in China. Uh, he had this, uh, there, there's a, there was an art exhibit in China, uh, ranking women from hottest, the artist's name is Song, but it's the Shanghai Museum, uh, and the Shanghai Museum apologized 
He ranked uh, for these what, being awesome. Yeah, for being fucking totally awesome. Uh, so they had this. Uh, it, it ranked went five thousand women from uh, hottest to ugliest. Hell yes. Uh, which is a lot of women to rank that way. Uh, and he got. Uh, what's crazy is he got female interns to help him with this. It's just photos of these women, who uh, in the article that I found on SouthChinaMorningPost.com. Um, they uh, they block out the faces, but oh, it goes from prettiest to ugliest. So you walk through the entire. That's got to be a fucking wake up call, right? You start at the prettiest Asian chick, and you walk through till you get to the ugliest. Like you know, they have that hall in uh, the Natural History Museum where it goes from like the largest known cosmic bodies to like the smallest particles. It's like that. But for ugly bitches. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's where the art comes in. Right? Because you start with these pretty women. And then you gradually walk through. And you go, yuck. And it's like, then you go, wait a second. I'm only on number 3,000. I got 3,000 more to go. How ugly are these ladies going to get? And there's probably some that you're like, hey, wait. That one's not as bad as that one. And then that's you conflicted with the artist. It's a whole... I really get art now after I heard about this. You know what I mean? I mean, especially when this guy's the one doing the rankings. Dude, you, oh, yeah. Fucking that... It's kind of great that he just looks like a, a, a... He looks like Michael Jackson's skeleton. <laughs> like, it's just... He is a very dorky-looking Asian guy who's, like, just... But, you know, he's just, like, been, like, I am an artist. They gave him a ton of money. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Imagine that sounds like you know what, and people give us shit for being juvenile around here, and it's just like yeah, you know the jokes are always so juvenile and blah blah blah. It's like we ain't calling it high art, you know. Um, but yeah, so um, obviously people were sil- were pissed off for silly reasons. They were like, this is insulting. It in- it. It also, they said it infringes on individuals' rights. This is in China that this was a complaint. China, Mike. That's bonkers. Uh, They literally have facial recognition cameras on every fucking corner. They have a social score that tracks everything you do. Um, How do you think this affected his social score? Definitely through the roof. Xi Jinping was like, awesome, dude. Now I know how, now I know 5,000 chicks not to fuck. Well, 4,999. You know, he's only getting that top. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, oh, here we go. Uh, oh, that's what it was. It's a score from one to 5,000 is that he, he ranked all these women. Uh, and so in 2019, uh, Song was the center of, co- first of all, I hate the ge- fact that the guy has one name and it's Song. Um, <clears throat> he had, uh, he had a similar project called One Worse Than the Other. Uh, but it, in 2019, Song was at the center of controversy after an interview with Chinese-language Vice magazine where he rated the reporter's looks 277 out of 5,000, which is kind of great because it's like if you're this guy and they're interviewing you and you're just like this weird artsy fucking dork loser and you're just going, they're just like, well, you know, like this is kind of like a mean thing to do and you just look at the girl and you go, 277. What could she even say? You just go, 400. 
out of 5,000. That's you. And they're just like, fuck. Um, here's a great, here's a great one. He said he, he, he had hired three assistants for the project, carefully sorting out the 5,000 women. When they got to the ugly parts, they named the folders forgivably ugly and unforgivably ugly. Which, that's fucking funny. Um, here's a, uh, in the end, it was scary. They were normal people, not missing an arm or an ear or an eye, but just so ugly that it made people uncomfortable. Jesus. But he argued that even though he felt that he had harmed those he had labeled ugly, he would not compromise. I objectify you in an honest way. That's a type of respect. I will not randomly rank you first place. That's disrespect. That's toying you with clever words. I kind of agree with him. I remember I once told a girl who was way too hot to be regularly having sex with me. I once said to her, I go, what do you want me to tell you? You're the hottest girl in the world? No, you're not the hottest girl in the world. That's ridiculous. I will admit that you're too hot to be fucking me. So if you want to stop, you can. And she was just like, well, you know, I could just be with a guy who would tell me I'm the hottest chick in the world. I'm like, well, go be with that liar. You want to go date a liar? Go ahead. Now, some people listening to this might be like, that's negging. It's not. I was being honest. Not negging if it's honest. Right? That is fair. And it's not like I didn't say she was hot. Girl was gorgeous. Uh, She just wasn't the hottest girl in the world. Did you really? Did you, did how you would you have even ended up near me if you were the hottest girl in the world? This is when I was like 20. So this girl was already legal. If you were the hottest girl in the world, how would you have ever been in a room with me? Does it make any sense? <coughs> you really can't argue with that logic. Yeah. I was like fat and selling fucking drugs and shit. Stupider than I am now. That's I mean, on you, lady. Yeah, I mean... I wasn't even selling, like, Coke. I was selling, like, shrooms and ecstasy and shit. That sounds more fun than selling Coke. Yeah, but, like, hot chicks hang out with guys who sell Coke. Mm. Not this girl wasn't hot. She was fucking really hot. She was actually mad about the drug dealer. You know? Damn. Yeah, that's how you know she's hot. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> Yeah, so it, it was uh, the Uglier and Uglier project was exhibited at the Beijing-based UCCA Center for Contemporary Art and it was controversial at that time as well. So I think Shanghai just has the most trans... Like, you know, Shanghai has the most expats in China, in mainland China. And that's the only reason why this caused a problem. Because the Chinese are just all in for this. They're like, yeah, let's go look at some pictures of freaks. Like, Chinese people, like, are kind of awesome that way. They're just like, yeah, you're unfor- you're unforgivably ugly. Go fuck yourself, lady. Somebody will still put a baby in you. There's a woman shortage in China. Did you know that, Mike? I did know that. Yeah. So you can be unforgivably ugly and still get fucking... First of all, you can be unforgivably ugly in a place that has too many women and still get laid. Truth. Right? It just has to be after four. Whatever. Or Mike has to currently be homeless. Whatever. You gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. Um, but so Song is the fucking man. And I think we should... Dude, he should have gotten the David Prize, dude. He should have. 
Like, you know, like, whatever. Like, they should have given him the David Prize. Because, you know, I think some of these chicks in New York, after COVID, it's not as bad. But I always said this. Like, you know, there was this, uh, there was a survey a few years ago that girls in Brooklyn are, like, the most discerning. For real? Yeah. And I'm just like, who the fuck does you coos think you are? That's shocking to me. Like, like you get what I mean? Like, it's like, it's like these fucking broads in, like, Bushwick with fucking... Fat with nose rings, like, it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Just walk over the bridge, and there's hotter women. True. Think I won't walk over a bridge, lady. You can live under the fucking bridge. It's fucking ridiculous. So I think he should have won it. But there are winners of the David Prize, uh, well, finalists for the David Prize. If you don't know what the David Prize is, that was a uh, competition that this show entered. Uh, what they do is they give you a grant to make New York City better. And our proposal was uh, we were going to build a Waffle House with a Foot Clan lair under the Waffle House, which... Um, That's significantly better than ranking hot Chinese people. Yeah, but if he did it to New York chicks, it'd be is what I'm saying. Still. Yeah, fucking Waffle House is dope, and fucking ninjutsu is the fucking truth. Dude, did you see about this fucking little bitch uh, who had to stay in a Waffle House for 24 hours? And complained? He complained, dude, the whole time on Twitter. Why did he have to stay in a Waffle House? So he lost his fantasy football league, Uh right? Already an adult dork, Uh right? Having a bet in your fantasy football league. Okay. Okay, but he loses. He has spent 24 hours in a Waffle House. For every waffle he eats... He gets an hour off of the time that he has to stay there. Okay. He only ate like 13 waffles. First of all, yeah, in 24 hours, you should be able to eat more than 13 waffles. Bro, I know they're big waffles. You could eat a waffle an hour. Well, if you ate a waffle an hour, you'd only eat 12 waffles, Mike. Okay. Because you would take an hour off, and then by the time you got to 12 waffles, you know what I mean? You'd have to eat one point something waffles per hour to actually. Let me see how many waffles this fucking guy ate because it wasn't that many. I, I bet it's like, not even 13. I was disappointed. But even still, you have a fucking phone. Bring a Nintendo Switch. Was he just had to sit in Waffle House by himself? Yo, he was just tweeting all day in this fucking Waffle House. Look, that's fucking stupid. First of all, the people that go to Waffle House are fine, upstanding citizens. Now, I would want to get out of there before 3 a.m. All right, so this fucking guy. Let's see a picture of him. Oh, this guy sucks. Nine waffles, 15 Leo hours. Leo Sanderlin. Nine waffles. Yeah, so he's some journalist, right? Sun is rising, it's a new day, I'm never eating waffles again. Nine waffles, 15 hours at his restaurant. Shout out to the staff for letting me hang out on a slow night. Tip them well, this was horrible, and I recommend no one ever do this. Coward. Absolute coward. So, yeah, this is it. It's just him posting pictures of his waffles and being sad. Not even pictures of... How did this go viral? People don't, people give a fuck about this? A lot of people cared about this. <sighs> 127,000 likes on the initial tweet. <sighs> I mean, I'm sure Waffle House retweeted it. Okay, but so did 31,499 other people. Yeah, this is... Look... Weird shit pops off, dog. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. But I'm saying, you couldn't do this bet in New York City. Yeah, you couldn't because there's not a Waffle House. You know what else you couldn't do? Learn ninjutsu and fucking be on a half pipe while you do it. 
in the fucking Foot Clan lair after you fucking stole a bunch of cigarettes, fucking stashed them down there, fucking playing fucking arcade games like it's the fucking 90s, dude? Ain't nobody asking you regular or menthol when you come down a sewer grate. Dude. It's a goddamn shame. It's a shame. And you know, like, we would, you got to have mutants, you got Toka and Razor in there, you know what I mean? Thought it was Bebop and Rocksteady. Well, no, in the movie it was Tokar and Razor. Yeah, but whatever. We didn't go into a fucking stupid ass movie version. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Um. So yeah, let's take a We're look at have the... Vanilla Ice play there every night too. Shut up. Yeah, that's a good point. Once though. I mean, have everybody once. Yeah. Hell, I'll give you a Friday spot eventually. Nice. <laughs> um. So yeah, let's take a look at uh. Let's take a look at some of the finalists for the David Prize. Because I want to see how much these ideas suck compared to our great idea. Uh, to answer that hard. They suck hard. Uh, of bringing a fucking ninjutsu and a fucking Waffle House to motherfucking New York City. Which is what we need. It is 100% what we need. All right. So, here are your finalists. Just click, just click a random one. Oh, that's my buddy Caesar right there. This one? No, no, next to that. This one? No, no, no. To the, to the left. Th- yeah, click that. Oh, Caesar Vargas. All right, there you go. I'm fine then. Scroll down. Okay. Build a coalition by common legal counseling to immigrants and their families serving the armed forces. They navigate immigration and military law. You know what that doesn't do? Provide a half pipe under a fucking Waffle House. This you know is your boy. You know what immigrants need? This is your boy. Mike, uh, mar- marketable skills. Is there a more marketable skill than ninjutsu? And it's, being it's a short order cook? In high demand. Dude, if you start at Waffle House and then you learn ninjutsu, you'll be working at Benihana in no time. That's just how that works. Yeah, bang, Why bang. they got swords. All right, click something else. This looks like Megan Rapino. I don't know who that is. Uh, Liz Jackson, a troublemaker in Brooklyn. Redesigned the diagnostic process of the chronic invisible illness by centering the knowledge of ill people and communities. How is that better than a Foot Clan lair? Yeah, I don't even understand. Let's read some more about this. Medical diagnoses are seen as final answers introduced by all-knowing medical professionals, translate symptoms into objective clinical signs and ag- uh, accredited illnesses. Within this framework, there is little room for chronically ill and visibly ill patients whose symptoms do not readily translate into those signs. Their desire to be diagnosed is often regarded with suspicions and equated with a desire to be sick, but for many chronically ill people, including Liz, diagnosis means gaining access to the language that constantly fighting against it. For this reason, Liz wants to compile, analyze, and map the nuanced body language of the chronically ill New Yorkers and use them to create tools that not only... Wait, 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 wait. They're not chronically ill New Yorkers. Dog. Can we talk about that? She's just faking it. She's a hypochondriac who's like, I'm a She's a self-diagnoser. Yeah. Look, I mean, and look, I'll say this. There are things wrong with people. Like, chronic fatigue syndrome is like a very vague thing that happens after bacterial infections, right? We talked about it on the show a few weeks back. Um, long COVID is a thing that might be happening or whatever. But that's a, how did that beat us? Waffle House Foot Clan Lair. It makes no sense. I couldn't tell you. Okay, let's go through some more of these. We're not going to go through all of them. We'll go through a few. Okay. Um, sorry, I lost the page. At least Caesars was fucking real. Her shit is fucking stupid. Uh, okay, this chick is a connector in Brooklyn. Oh, an ironworking connector? No, definitely not. Building a community co-working center for young people and youth nonprofits to share resources, imagine, and build programs together 
You know, that's pretty close. That does kind of sound it's like a get, Foot Clan. It's getting to Foot Clan lair. So you know what? What's her name? Uh, Linda. Sorry, Gabrielle Prisco. Gabrielle Prisco. I'm going to give her partial credit. Let's go. Let's, uh, let's look at one other person. Let's, let's look at one or two more, maybe. Uh, right. Let's see here. Um, do let's go with this chick, the one who I initially cl- initially clicked on. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a street sister. She's too old to be a street sister. Oh, also, white white woman should be calling herself sister. Uh, Anna Maria Martinez. So I'm assuming she's some kind of Latin, and I oh, believe okay. sister is a nun thing. Oh, gay. I don't know. That's what oh, I, I mean assume. fruit bat. She's a fruit bat. Developing a self-sustaining community of mobile homes for people in need, such as those experiencing homelessness. Those experiencing homelessness. The homeless. Now, Mike, you could say that because because that's like your N word because you were homeless. Sorry, uh, experiencing homelessness. Does that make you annoyed as somebody who was like fucking without a home for some time? Yes. The experiencing homelessness? Very upset. It's just just pandering it's just, bullshit. It's, it's just... All right, so can we throw this out there? The community of people who does this kind of shit... So some people just conform to it. But the people who are like making this stuff up and disseminating these new terms, like experiencing homelessness instead of currently... Like, you're just currently homeless. Yes. Like... They're like, well, there's connotation. Like, that's like, you know how like there's always the thing where it's like, well, you got to make new laws because you because bureaucrats have to justify their lives, their their jobs. So there's always some new regulation that doesn't necessarily make sense. That's what these words are. These experiencing homelessness, any of this shit, like uh, people of color, like instead of like our, they're just you're black people, and like. Also, just lumping all people that aren't white together isn't cool either. It's fairly racist. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's, let's look at a different one. That uh, soul sister has nothing on Foot Clan Lair. Absolutely nothing. All right. How about this one uh, where they can't even show her face, just her reflection? That's because she got so, too, too low of a score on uh, songs. Oh, because she, she's wearing a burka, Mike. Dude, no, it's a, it's a reflection of her face in glass. Yeah, but she's wearing a burqa. You could see her face even if it wasn't just a reflection. Utilizing a local laundromat as a hub for social change. That's getting closer. It's a little close to a Foot Clan yeah, waffle house. Yeah, it's a business. Right. And then another, th- okay. This Brooklyn Now, hold on here. This, is, this Brooklyn Knight is using her laundromat to empower domestic violence victims. I don't know. Maybe we should tell victims of domestic violence to go do our laundry. That might be triggering for them, Mike. Flip side, if they've got a place to go and do the laundry, maybe they won't be getting hit so much. You know what? That's a good point. It's better than making them work in a deli so people come in and order sandwiches from them. I like to to see the bright side. All right. What else we got? Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Sutton King, advocate. By the way, can we throw this out there? How many people are on this? Oh, she's kind of hot. Yeah, she's mad hot. It's like Uh, 30 people. There's a bunch of people. And they could throw us a little bit. We couldn't make the cut, no. Uh, this guy's an insider in Brooklyn. Uh, Hack it. I like that he's only got one word, Mm. one name. Take trash, add signs, produce clean fuel. Uh, All right. 
using an unusual skill set, which includes dumpster diving, moonshining, and collaborative DIY. Can we get him on the show? Hacking yeah, I want to talk to the guy who's just like, give me $200,000 because I'm a, I'm a moonshiner who knows how to dumpster dive. Um, I don't hate it. Of all the people who've, who've popped up on here, obviously Caesar got to vote for the homies. Mm-hmm. Already covered this. That is who our vote will be going to. I will go and vote on this, and it will be to the homie. If we if it's ranked choice though, and we can pick because there's there's five people who win, right? Uh huh. Five is breaking up a milli. Okay. Five people get a couple hundred grand. Uh huh. Of the ones that I've seen so far, Hackett Hackett, Hackett's up there, dude. He's a moon. First of all, he's a moonshiner. I fuck with that. I do fuck with moonshiners. Uh, he's dumpster diving. I'm not. I'm not opposed. Don't hate it. I'm not doing it. But I I kind of fuck with the people who do that. I actually like. There was something about that freegan movement. You know what I mean? And they've like. You know, they've, like, brought that to apps now. Like, you can go to places that are, like, throwing away bread and stuff. There's, like, a bunch of apps where you can, like, find a bakery that's, like, it's just the end of the day. The bread's still fine. You throw it in the freezer or whatever. Or, like, you know, whatever. I used to, we used to find, like, when I was running the restaurant, we had we were making sandwiches every day. We'd find all sorts of creative things to do with the bread. We'd make bread pudding as a dessert. We made our own fresh bread crumbs, all sorts of dumb shit. I made uh, bruschetta a lot. That That checks out. Yeah. Um, what, what else we got? Let's go one more. Uh, oh, golly. Yes, whatever this chick is selling, I'm in. Oh, yeah, she's very pretty. Ah, uh, she's a poet. Oh, there's no way this is going to be good. Using the power of spoken word and indigenous practice to uplift, unify, and heal. Dispor- Diasporic, uh, Puerto Rican, Puerto- LGBTQ, and bi POC. At El Garaje, a 1920s trucking garage in the Bronx that doubles as an art and wellness cultivation center. You know, that's also kind of like a foot clan there. Come on, man. Come on, Chris, I'm genuinely sad. We couldn't beat her. Yeah. Is there another hot chick on there? Because otherwise we'll move on. There must be. Oh, yeah, this chick's mad hot. There was a chick you clicked on right before Hackett that looked pretty hot. Yeah, but this chick's hotter. Trust okay. me. Cielo. Ooh. An entrepreneur from Queens. All right. Redefining college guidance for young New Yorkers who are first-generation, undocumented, or lack critical resources. You know who those sound like? Ninjas. Why couldn't she be on our team? She's an entrepreneur. You know how much she could definitely see the value in 24-hour waffles at a Real, real good price in yeah. New York City. Yeah. And it's not like you really need to make money on the Waffle House because you're going to be doing all the crime with the ninjas. You got a whole Foot Clan underneath to, to Dude, make rent. Hell yeah. Fuck. What's her idea, though? Let's, let's, let's read a little bit more about this. Uh, Cielo wants to ensure all marginalized NYC students can realize their college dreams, not just the lucky few with top test scores or leadership roles. Cielo is building an online resources called Road to Uni that will act as a supercharged, hyper-accessible college advisor open to all and affording, offering a gamified roadmap with quick informational videos, live support, actionable resources to navigate overwhelming college admissions process. Uh, sounds like she's just... Feeding into a broken system. Well, here's what... It actually doesn't sound like that. If she's actively telling these kids, here's how you can get your... Because, like, that is the weird thing about the American college system is there, like, most of the people she's talking about could probably go to school for free. You know what I mean? Or with very minimal debt. 
So if she's just showing them how to do that, that's like in an, in a simple way because like they literally like in high school they just hand you some forms. And if you're like working or like your parents don't speak English, it's like hard to navigate that shit a little bit. You know what I mean? So like if she's literally just being like, hey, I created this program that kind of shows you how to get Pell Grants. And as long as it's telling kids, hey, the first two years go to community college. Don't take on unnecessary debt. It's the same degree after the four years. I'm on board with any program like that. And she's pretty hot. I'm in, I guess. There can be five winners. As long as at the end of that roadmap, they're learning the true path, which is ninjutsu through the Foot Clan. You know what I mean? Like, that all roads lead to shurikens. Moving on. Um, this is a thing I want to talk about. There was a, there was a, this is a quick one. Uh, there was some Biden, Joe Biden and Vladimir Putin had a summit last week. They met up, they talked about some things. Um, and fucking Russia, man, is the best. It's just the best. Like Putin, like, you know, whatever. They're living under a dictator, essentially, who's pretending to not be a dictator. But Dude, tell me how the press broke out into a fight. For real? Dude, I sent you a link. I sent you a link on Facebook. It's a Twitter link. Uh, I think from the Washington Post, maybe. Um, let me pull it up right now. No, from J.M. J. Rieger. Got it. Uh, yeah, pull that. Just pull, open that up. Dude, you watch it happen, and Biden's just like, oh, this is how these motherfuckers. Look at his face already. Mike. All right, put, you need to put a sound on. You, he's just like, what? What is, what is happening? And then pan over. Unfazed, Vladimir Putin. Putin's like, yeah, it's just how we roll here, Joe. No, I almost he's th- tapping his chair. He's embarrassed. I don't think he's embarrassed. There are people who are at his media scrum who are getting in a fucking shoving match. In front of a president of another nation. That's embarrassing for any world leader. Period. I almost think he planned it. To be like, this is how we roll, Joe. I like how Biden's just like, that doesn't look like corn pop. Dude, he's just literally, you know what Putin's thinking about right here? He's just going, I am going to fucking murder these fucking people. Mm Mm-hmm. They these reporters are all fucking Khashoggi. Mm-hmm. They got thrown in the vat of acid alive. Yeah, and he watched the video. He wasn't there, but he made them film it, and he watches the video while eating popcorn. Yeah. Oh yeah. Biden's laughing now. He doesn't understand what's going on. I think he does understand that it's just a bunch of Russians getting into a fist fight. I also dig that there's a fucking Washington. The Washington Post guy is just straight like. Zooming in, zooming out, doing his job, not getting in the fracas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, but jump ahead. Jump to, like, two minutes and 30 seconds in, and it's way more of a fracas. So they try to kick all of the media out. Looks like he's getting jostled a bit. Yeah. You got to, like, so... So, so far, the Biden administration has met up with Putin. 
and this happens. And then there was that thing we made fun of with the Chi with the Chinese government in Alaska. I don't remember that. Remember we talked about it where they were just like. Um, So they just kept calling the reporters back in to go, and oh, another yeah, yeah. thing. It's like, we can't, it's just like the whole, the world is silly at this point. Very. Like, other than the fact that Vladimir Putin definitely uh, melted those people's faces and probably their families. He probably killed their children. Well, he didn't kill their children. He definitely killed their wives in front of their children. For sure. Like a hundred percent. I just think it's so fucking funny that they're just like, dude, like, Russia is fucking hard as fuck. They don't play games. Dude, imagine, like, you would never see that in a press corps in the White House. They're all fucking sucking Jen Psaki's toes, and they can't, they just can't fucking do it. They can't bring themselves. Dude, even with the, we don't watch it on the show, but uh, you saw the video of Biden driving the Ford truck? No. So Biden um, was driving, and they were just like, he was like, uh, don't get in front of this truck, I'll run you over, and then drove away, and they were just, like, laughing at him like it was hilarious. It's just, like, in Russia, they're just like, no, nah, we're fighting so we get a better spot so we can see what these motherfuckers is talking about. This is how we fucking do it. We're not throwing softballs at fucking old people. <laughs> By the way, hasn't Putin been the president for, like, 30 years? Why is he not aged a day? Um, the blood of young children, I think? Probably. It's gotta be. So what do you think? What reporters do you think caused the fracas? We know the Washington Post guy wasn't involved. Um, okay, definitely some guy uh, got uh, water thinking it was vodka. <laughs> you mean every guy? Yeah, like that was it. There was like they went to drink the vodka and they realized it was water, and that was oh, like, oh, that's what you're saying. It's like the guy thought they were served, they were giving refreshments to the press corps, and they were just ornery because they normally come in to see Putin and they load him up with vodka. You know, they never, even under, like, Stalinist Russia, like, in communism, they always made sure there was never vodka shortages. Because mm. they they would keep the, if you had no food, they'd get you drunk, and you'd kind of not still be able to, you wouldn't be able to fucking coherently fight anybody. Mm -hmm. So they came in, they come in with the shakes, morning meeting, they go to grab, and they're just like, no, Joe Biden here, so you cannot, you cannot have vodka today. And this guy's like, this is fucking ridiculous. We're in Russia. This isn't America. That's pussy shit. This is Russia, bro. And he just fucking took off the top of his velour suit, because I assume all reporters in Russia have to wear velour suits, and just started swinging on dudes in a wife beater. Right? checks out. I think it checks out, Mike. I think that's what happened. I think you're right. I think they he just sat there and goes, "Bro, no fuck at meeting." The fuck. I grew up under the USSR. We had vodka. This is supposed to be a capitalist country now. How we not have vodka for meeting? What is this? Brown liquid? Wake me up. Fuck you. Fuck you. Joe Biden is fruit bat. Fuck. What are you looking up? I'm just typing Joe Biden is fruit bat. That's very funny. I just wanted to show you that because I thought it was fucking funny. But uh, moving on. Well, uh, you knew I was typing. You're such a fucking prick. 
So um, the BBC uh, uh, has uh, put out a job application. Probably going to need uh, our friend. Um, uh, the BBC has put out a job application that says white people cannot apply to, for this particular job. Um, the BBC would not disclose how many training roles. Uh, is a one-year trainee pro- production management assistant open only open to black, Asian, and ethnically diverse candidates. Now, that's vaguely racist. I don't know that it's racist. Hmm. I think it's stupid. Obviously. Um, Because they can say, they could have just said white people who are poor can do this. It could, they could also just make it just for people who didn't go to college. Hmm. That's like a good way around any of that diversity thing. You know what I mean? You're like, yeah, we're doing this for, we're training the uneducated to work. And then you don't really have to care about the makeup of the graduating class. Or you could just, like, select a bunch of black people. Make them submit photos and make sure you, like, select 60% not white people. Mm. And then you're fine. And then you don't have to fucking deal with the backlash or something like this. What's crazy is... Uh, they said this, that we support a scheme organized by Creative Access, an independent organization dedicated to increasing diversity in the creative industries, which provide development roles fully in line with the Equality Act. Uh, so it is illegal to create, to, uh, po- positive discrimination is unlawful under the UK Equality Act. What uh, is positive discrimination? So when you are discriminating, po- like, so like if you just go, I want I want black people only for this job and it's a job but there's a trainee program so it's allowed which is a weird thing but it's also weird that the biggest media the only media company in the fucking country is like yeah the only people because they're gonna hire from that talent pool it's like an odd thing well not exclusively from that talent pool though I mean look I get that it's the BBC and they want black guys because it's just too funny. But it just seems like a fucking... We've made some big improvements, but we need to go further. This plan will ensure we are a modern, progressive, welcoming organization. It doesn't feel welcoming when there's a news story in the country telling that most of the people in the country are not welcome. Like, that's not a welcoming thing. <laughs> Dude, the Union Jack, and that's like, you know what that means? You know what this flag means? You're not welcome here. Yeah. <laughs> whites yeah still mostly whites though that's what i'm saying that's why it's very funny that the union jack would be the thing you can't (laughs) yeah it's just so fucking it's just so that's the thing it's like it's just getting to the point where some of this stuff is just like silly yeah dude like when they were doing like we're gonna do ubi in california but not for white people it's like what about homeless white people those don't exist do they yeah dude Oh, that, no, no, no. Uh, white you people, and my mom. White people experiencing, white people sometimes experience homelessness. Oh, but they're never homeless people. Yeah, they're not homeless people. Mm. They always have a home. Oh, this is fun. Mm. Uh, political commentator Steven Crowder exits virtual debate with YouTuber Ethan Klein shortly after fellow commenter, commentator Sam Cedar unexpectedly joins the call. I don't know who Sam Cedar is. Don't know who Sam Cedar is or Ethan Klein. So... Steven Crowder was just like, I'm out? I guess. I don't know. It just popped up. Uh, I saw it on Twitter. thought it was interesting. Hmm. 
Uh, I don't know enough about Steven Crowder. I know he did those uh, Change My Mind videos. and uh, he, It was a video? I thought it was just a meme. No, he was. those were videos that they just made him sitting at the desk I'm, a meme. I'm kidding. Oh. I thought you were serious, dude. Nothing is just a meme. Like, memes all come from a place. That's not true. What about um, Business Cat? What? Business Cat. Yeah, that was still a fucking... What, what about Pedo Bear? Okay. Was that was? You think that was made just for that? Pedo bear? No, I bet pedo bear. Let's see. Let's check. Know your meme. Pedo bear was just for that. Hmm. I don't know about that. It is. Okay, pedo bear is a cartoon mascot that became a well-known icon through the use of 4chan to signal moderators and other users that illegal pornographic content had been posted. Due to widespread nature of application, pedo bear is often misinterpreted as a symbol of pedophilia in the Lolita complex, especially in the news media and enforcement agencies. Uh, started on 2chan, originated ASC art. Um, I'm just saying, pedo bear is a fucking meme. It started as a meme. You could start as a meme, Mike. Yeah, it did start as a meme. Fuck, you're right. I hate that. You hate that a thing started to be a meme? All right, whatever. Fucking fine. Crowder, did, it was a video. I didn't know that. I'm dumb. Okay. All right. I still don't know who any of these other people are. Why'd you bring this up? I, I just saw I, I was thought... talking about this diversity and inclusion plan at the fucking BBC. I'm sorry, I thought Which you... we watched earlier from E-Fucked. And now, I'm all fucking verklempt. Okay. Moving on. I, I, I was going to say, I saw that show, Industry, on, on HBO. Uh-huh. And that's just a bunch of fucking ethnically, ethnically diverse people trying to make it in London. Okay. Seems like, you know, England's just trying to get that How many knife now. fights are in it? I don't think any. You know, there's a lot of knife fights in London. Yeah, dog. They, had to have, they, were, they were contemplating having knife control. So if you're trying to make it in London in a movie, if you're making a movie about that, you got to include knife fights or it's not, it, it feels fake. It feels like you're not really speaking those people's truth. So uh, it's like having a movie in New York without pizza or taxis. Yeah. Or knife fights. It's weird. Like if there's a movie in New York and it doesn't involve one face slashing, it's probably fake. Most movies are fake. Yeah. I guess that's the point of movies. Moving on. All right. Before we get the fuck out of here, I want to talk about uh, aircraft carriers being stupid. Uh, this is a weird thing that I want to talk about. I was talking to Dave about it when we were uh, in Connecticut the other day. Uh, it's something I've never talked about this on the show, correct? I don't think so. Fucking aircraft carriers infuriate me, Mike. Okay, why? You know how many the U.S. has? Uh, enough to carry them aircrafts. Fucking 20. Okay. Fucking 20. How many aircrafts do we have? We have lots of aircrafts, but that doesn't matter, Mike. We don't need... They all cost a billion dollars. They're significantly bigger than Chinese aircraft. Chinese aircraft carriers are the size of our destroyers and just have a flight deck. Like, we have 20. How big are aircraft carriers? Have you never seen the Intrepid, which is a small aircraft carrier that is like the size of a museum? Yes, big. Yeah, they're fucking huge. They cost like a billion dollars a year to run, if not more. A lot of them are nuclear-powered. Uh, they got these new nuclear power ones that could be, like, on the water for fucking six months. Dude, yeah. like, it's, like, it's fucking crazy. Like, 
we were talking. I was just talking. I always think about it because I remember back when um, John McCain, right after he lost the election to Obama, there was a couple of things he did. Like one of the first things he was trying to get uh, a certain bomber to not be made anymore because it's the prevailing bomber on aircraft carriers. And it barely passed, despite the fact that they were like, this plane doesn't work for this job. The aircraft carriers are too far out from anywhere where they would be fighting for the plane to make it to the place they have to be. It doesn't make sense. And on top of that, and it's just like a weird, it's an industrial complex thing. It's a fucking, the aircraft carrier exists because, do you know this about defense contractors? You ever notice when they talk about a bill about defense contractors, they always say, well, we have to shut down this factory where they make, and then they specify a part of a plane. They make engines for these bombers. Do you know why they do that at defense contractors, particularly Lockheed Martin? No, why? Uh, They have as many facilities around the country as possible in as many different places as possible so that their factories and offices are in as many congressional districts as possible so they can keep getting money. That's why that barely passed when John McCain was trying to get it over. Mm. Because, like, these fucking crazy companies have as many places as possible in other places. Dude, we don't need this shit. It's fucking insane. Like, there's a thing, um, I was reading about this, the Chinese have, in the Gobi Desert, they have a flight deck that shoots these long-range missiles. The missiles... So if we ever went to war with China, right? That's the thing. That's the actual physical war we're worried about. We're worried about cyber attacks in this country, right? And physical... Like, if we're going to go to war with somebody, it's probably going to be China, correct? Sure. Okay. The Chinese, because we're so stupid... Pronounced and we, Chinese. The Chinese... Uh, 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 they have the Chinese government has missiles that have a longer range than our planes. So literally, if we tried to put an aircraft carrier with all them aircrafts, as you said, uh, off the coast of China, the fucking Chinese missiles could just pick them off before they could get to the fucking place where the missiles was coming from. They couldn't reach it. What are you talking about? They could just take the planes off the boat. The boat gets bombed. Okay, but the planes is what. But we the needed. planes can't even get to the missiles. You're not even understanding what I'm saying. I like, don't. Okay. <clears throat> you need to stop the missiles from being fired. Correct. First of all, let's put this out there, Mike. Let's say they sh- sink the aircraft carrier. What happens to the planes, Mike? They can't go as far as a missile. How are they getting home, Mike? They just have to land in China, where they are now prisoners of the Chinese. No, they just still they make it to India. You think that's a thing? Yeah. How is this a good idea, Mike? What are you talking about? We sacrifice one aircraft carrier. We got twenty of them, and then what do we accomplish, Mike? We take the planes on that aircraft carrier. Fly them to where the missiles are coming from. Destroy. They won't make it to where the missiles are coming from. That's why you're not listening to me. The gas tanks of the planes can't get the planes to where the missiles are coming from because the missiles have that much longer range. And they knew they know that when they keep commissioning aircraft carriers without changing the planes that go on. We could put them aircraft carriers somewhere to get to the missiles first. No, we can't. 
The Chinese have literally built a thing where they're like, ha ha, idiots, you can never invade us. It's a real thing. We can't, we can't pull up that aircraft carrier. Pull up to where, Mike? They're giant. The nuclear ones are huge. They're floating fucking cities, dude. They're fucking gigantic. They're bigger than towns in the Midwest. Yeah. So we just You're just going to skirt, skirt you to drift <laughs> that shit up to the beach like a fucking cigar boat? Get the fuck out of here. I'm just saying, if we drive that, uh-huh. right, close to where the missiles are at, and then we have the planes jump up off the fucking aircraft carrier to go ba 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 at the missiles, the planes can't make it to the missiles. How? It's too far away. They'll run out of gas before they get there. There has to be some place they can park the aircraft carrier. There isn't. That's what I'm saying. No. Mike, this is a very strange who's on first scenario (laughs) we're going through here. Chris, there's no way there's a spot on the earth. Uh Uh-huh. That a fucking, you can't pull an aircraft carrier. Pull up a map of Asia, please. Fairly landlocked, Mike. Look, it's going to help if there's a South China Sea situation. I've said on the show, we said on the show, what, three weeks ago, that Taiwan will be the reason that World War III starts? Okay. Do we say that on the show? Yes. Okay. Pull up the map. Where are they putting these fucking missiles, dog? In the middle! Where? Like here? Yes. Like where it says China? Yeah, where it says China. That's actually China City in China. (laughs) All right. So they park the boat here. It's actually up north by the Gobi Desert. You see where that is? Up here? Yeah. Dog, if they park the boat here, they can't get to here? You can't. Motherfucker, you can't get an aircraft carrier through the fucking Yellow Sea. Are you fucking retarded? (laughs) Why can't you do that? Look how fucking... Oh my! What are you talking about? You can't fit an aircraft carrier through here. Yeah, through maybe. Yeah, so you fucking loop around. Bomb, you know you can you know conceivably jet ski from South Korea to fucking Japan if you wanted to. Yeah. Okay. According to Google. So you can fit an aircraft carrier through there, probably. I'm Whatever. T- Worst case scenario, you got to move Japan a little bit to get your aircraft carrier through. Dog, <laughs> aircraft carriers are fucking retarded. We don't fuck. It's it, it just it. Just, I just, All right, then where are we gonna put them planes? Hmm? On the ground, or let's just scrap them. That's it. We don't need them. You're gonna get a billy for that. Who's gonna buy that for a billy? What do we do? So we just keep the planes and the stupid things that cost a ton. Dude, we have twenty commissioned aircraft carriers. 20. China has three. This is a weird thing. It was like everybody's talking about like China in the South, and they have like a lot of destroyers and stuff, and I get they have a strong navy, but like it was like in the South China, it's like, no, like we stomp them in that war. Like if they if they just start take if they try to take Taiwan back, we stomp. But if we ever if they ever do anything where we have to invade China, we're fucked because we can't just fucking pay for the right goddamn planes. We need to be paying for planes with better fuel economy so we can get to the damn missiles, Mike. Dog, if you don't think Elon Musk is working on a plane right now that don't need no fucking gas, you're crazy. We're nowhere near... He can't even make a fucking self-driving car that doesn't kill people, dude. He can't do it. Yeah, he can. He hasn't. How many people do you know have been killed by Teslas? 700. 
Okay, but how many people listen to your show every week? Seven billion. Pales in insignificance. Well, you know what it is, though? Once a Tesla, they have to, here's the thing. Once a Tesla kills once and it gets a taste for blood, they have to put it down. You know what I mean? They can't just let that thing keep going out there. You know, I had this whole thing about aircraft carriers, and you're really just shooting it in the foot, Mike. Dog, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry that you I love aircraft cool. carriers, you fucking dickhead. I am a dickhead. I'll give you that. Yeah. Russia only has one. Fucking dorks. See, you want to be like Russia? No, we just don't need 20. It's how a many, lot of aircraft carriers. How many carriers. do we need then? Six. Just double the amount the Chinese have? No, they have two. Uh, triple it? Yeah. That's enough. Doug, if I had three guns and you had one gun, I'm winning that gunfight. No, I'm a better shot than you. First of all, that's crazy talk. No, it's not. Dude, that is crazy talk. No, you're bugging. You have no idea how nice I am. You have no idea how nice I am. Dude, I be spinning guns and shit. I'm like... Yeah, while you're doing all that horse shit, I'm going to shoot you in the face. Nah, dude. I'm a quick draw, too. I used to play that... Remember that video game that was like a draw game? Yeah. I used to fucking house that shit. I used to draw trees. I don't even understand what that means. It's a Bob Ross joke. Mm. Mm. Aircraft carriers are stupid, Mike. Hater. Dude, it's so fucking dumb. And there's millions of instances of this. They cost billions of dollars. I want them gone, Mike. All right, what are we going to do with them? Sell them the wrappers? Hell yeah, that is the fucking move, son. We put slip and slides on them, bitches? Dude. Yo. Just sell them that. Yo. If you turned one aircraft carrier into a yacht, just one, Jeff Bezos will buy the... Like, if you make one as the demo yacht, you know some Saudi sheik is copping the next one. Just yacht them up. Put spinners on them shits. Crocodile mile on the fucking flight deck. You're making a sound point here. Dude. Called the mega, mega, mega yacht. That's a pretty mega yacht. MBS is going to need that shit, dog. Fucking, look, all I'm saying is there's plenty of other shit we could be doing with this money. Particularly, we should be designing these fucking aircraft carrier fucking yachts. It's probably a good idea. I'm just saying, we don't even got to make any changes to it. If we just tell, like... If we just tell them it's a yacht? Yo, Drake. Because yachts are kind of like a... Yachts are like wine. Like, rich people think they know a lot about them, but, like, nobody really cares. Like, nobody really knows. Like, you see different boats, and they'll be like, no, that one's a a yacht. That's just, like, a boat. And I'm like, it's the same fucking boat, dog. So, I think the way way you approach it is, Uh you hit up Drake. No, you hit up Uh Jay-Z. Because Jay-Z's got more paper than anyone Mm -hmm. in the game. Be like, yo, you heard about Diddy's yacht? You know what it, it don't have? Nuclear power. Dude, you could, be, you could be yachting for six months on a nuclear-powered yacht. First of all, I think we should be given the super-rich nuclear power. I think that's a good idea. It's free market capitalism at its best. And the fact that we're not doing it is ridiculous. Seems like a waste of resources. Yeah, it seems ridiculous. And we got all these nukes. What are we doing with them? Not bombing people? Dude, Fuck it's fucking here. true, dude. Like, what's the worst that could happen? Fucking Drake gets real drunk and fucking releases the core into the sea? Whatever, dude. Ooh, oh, now we oh. have Godzilla. Oh, oh no. Oh, he's a giant snow crab. Fucking, who cares? It's going to be on the buffet on Drake's yacht. Yeah, I fucking, I dare that thing to make it to the Bronx. Oh, dong, dong, bong. Dude, 
You know how quickly people would be swarming on a live crab to knock its legs off? Dude, a giant crab? That's the stupidest kaiju ever. You're getting fucking eaten up, dog. <laughs> Dude, you're not making you're yeah, you're not making it through a fucking Chinese buffet. No <sighs> shot. All I'm saying is I completely think it's just a nut like it just I, I bring it up because it's just this one aspect of it, right? Like it's just like um whatever the military industrial complex. I, I was just I've been thinking I think about this every every couple of years. It's like a point I make to people when I try to tell them that the government is fucking stupid and we should not trust them. Okay. The fact that we have 20 of a thing that our biggest rival has two of, and it's the most expensive toy we have. Like, it's the most expensive thing in the military. Other than, like, actual nuclear missiles, like, aircraft carriers are retardedly expensive. You know the highest paid member of the U.S. military? It's my favorite fun fact. Uh, these nuts? Head coach of Army football. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, well, you know that um, the top paid government official in every state is a state university sports coach. Pretty sick. I mean, it makes fucking sense. They're the only ones that actually turn a fucking profit. Did you see that today? That might not be a thing anymore. What? NCAA said they got to start paying athletes. Or the Supreme Court sided with a group of ex-players who sued the NCAA over compensation. Good. And Kavanaugh was actually the one who wrote in his decision that if you were to bring uh, the case that athletes are not allowed to be to receive any compensation for play that brings these universities billions of dollars, uh, it would 100% be in violation of every antitrust law in the United States, which is like they're just daring the next group of fucking athletes to come before the Supreme Court so that they can get athletes paid. Great. Yeah. It's pretty sick. That's fantastic. I fucking that shit is morning. fucking abhorrent to me. Yeah. Especially especially when it comes to football. Because most of those kids don't go to the pros. They get a shit ton of concussions. They blow out their knees. They're addicted to steroids. They learn nothing in school. Sure, they get a good amount of pussy for four years, but they're just fucked D1 athletes. Some of them try to become fucking wrestlers, worked out for the rock, but who else? Um, Roman Reigns. Reigns, yeah. But he's also the rock's cousin. Yeah, that one guy, uh, Nathan Jones. Yeah, no, it works out for people. Look, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not it, gonna say it, it has, it has a as good, if not a slightly better success rate than MMA. As pro wrestlers, yeah, I mean, oh yeah, Eric sure, yeah. and Greg Hardy, OSP. Yeah, 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 and and yeah, those guys can go into other sports. They're still, they still, you look, you leave D1 football an elite, an elite athlete, even if you don't make it to the NFL. Mm-hmm. That's fucking true, but. A lot of people, it's hundreds of guys a year that just get nothing. Quite a few. Yeah. Whatever, moving on. What would you pull up? Uh, No, nothing. It was by accident. This is the last thing we're going to do before we get the fuck out of here, Mike. Um, Bill Maher. I've been watching Bill Maher since I was like like 16. Okay. He's all politically incorrect. He's real time. I still throw it on. I don't always agree with him. Um, I've been agreeing with him a little bit more lately. But I saw something egregious. Egregious on real time with Bill Maher a few weeks back. Did you? Yes. I was furious. Mm, wonder what it could be. Yeah. Uh, can you pull up this clip? I can. I know that I made you pull up the clip before the show. You, don't, you could sell it a little. I was. I was telling like I had no mm. idea what I was pulling up. All right. Listen, um, <laughs> June 15th, we are opening back up. That's Tuesday. If you're watching this on Friday night, we're very excited. And there's a lot of pent-up sexual energy. <laughs> I was 
Dude, that chick is laughing like someone who hasn't gotten laid <laughs> since 08. I was reading about this. They're, they're calling, some people are calling this, it's going to be, they say, the whoring 20s. Pause it! Some people, some people, we are calling it the whoring 20s, Mike. We said it first, before anyone else, calling it the whoring 20s. Bill Maher is calling us some people. Some people, some people. Prejudice against Italians. Can you believe it after all this time? Some people. This is the guy who, who, I mean, he apologized to to Ice Cube face to face. Yeah, if I go on that show, I'll make him hold my pocket. I'm saying. I'm saying I think we have beef with Bill Maher right now. He knows 7 billion people listen to this show every week. His little rinky-dink horse shit on HBO. Bong, bong, whatever. Yeah, dog. Dude, you know whatever, you're going to go do a theater or whatever. I'm at BJ Ryan's, dude. You're going to make 9-11 jokes in 2002? Again, you're not that edgy anymore, Bill. Dude, shut the fuck up. You're not Whoring that 20s, guy. That's us. We said Whoring 20s first. I think it's the title of an episode. It's 100% the title of an episode. He I, knows. He knows exactly what he's doing. So what I'm saying is, he needs to get me and you on the fucking writing staff over there. Give us, get us fucking paid. He, no, no. Fuck all that. Right, I'm not taking no corporate shield job to go and suck dick for fucking Time Warner. No, we fucking we go, we walk in there, we start smacking motherfuckers around in fucking HBO. I mean, look, they want to give us. I'm a- gonna be like, yo, you need to make fucking Batman eat some pussy, and you stop Obvi. stealing our jokes. Obvi. Yeah. I'm just saying, right? If they want to give us like a Dazers and Marrow type fucking late night show. Then I'll tow the company line. Mm-hmm. Until then, I want to see you on panel, and I want to see Bill Maher. Looking into the camera and solemnly apologizing, say, I shouldn't have called you some people. Yeah, that's terrible. Bonkers. Bigot. Hardcore fruit bat. Goddamn fruit bat, Bill Moore. I'm, I had never been on panel on Politically Incorrect or fucking real time. It's ridiculous. Unacceptable. I could use that TV credit. Maybe I get a Friday spot at Brooklyn Comedy Club. I'll tell you right now. The day after Bill Moore mm-hmm. has you on panel. Mm-hmm. He'll give you two spots on a Saturday. Oh, it's gonna be, he's going to come out on a Friday. I'll give you two spots on a Saturday. What? Eight and the ten. Oh, you, t- you think I'm going to fly back the next day? I'm going to go hang out with people in L.A., you idiots. No, they film these fucking three weeks out, dum-dum. After no, they have been on TV before. They don't film those three weeks out. They're talking about it's live, you idiot. Mm. But I will be like, you call me them people, Bill? Whoring 20s. Some people. Some people are calling it the whoring 20s. No one else said that before us. We were the first. We were the first to call the whoring 20s. And it's it's whoring out there. To be fair, you were arguing. It's raining, it's whoring. You didn't believe the whoring 20s were coming. I was still calling it that because I thought it was funny. I am the shepherd of the whoring 20s. I believed in it. Fair enough, Mike. I knew it was coming, and the fucking horniness is in the air. You're right. You can't deny it. Women in sundresses just looking to get fucked every day. It is. It's a mess out there. Like, they're not. Here's the thing. It's rude to say someone's asking for it, but they're literally saying, please. They're saying, please fuck my pussy. They're saying, I, this is literally and not me with their Not with their eyes. It. No. Not with their clothes. They're with their mouths. Yeah. Well, for a, a bit. Yeah. Then their mouths are. They're saying, fuck my pussy. Mm-hmm. Please, sir. Mm-hmm. Every I'm, one of them. I'm such a dirty little slut. Mm hmm. Every woman walking around outside is going, yeah. please, sir, fuck my pussy. 
talk to any girl, you're like, oh, hello, miss. Nice to meet you. She's like, I've been locked inside for a year. Fuck me now. Please fuck my pussy. Mm-hmm. Every one of them. It's crazy. I'm like, dude, stop touching me. It's not that crazy. It's the whoring 20s, baby. It's the whoring 20s. They can't resist. I had faith. Ugh. Now Bill Maher, some people. Some people. That son of a bitch! Fuck. Well, this has been uh, Notes of a Goon, episode 45? 46. 46. 46. This is episode 46. Uh, follow me at Chris from BKLYN on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Mike VM Harrington on both those platforms. Leave us a rating and a review. And make sure, if you need life advice, you go to askthegoon at gmail.com. Send us an email. Send us an email about anything. But if you, particularly if you need life advice, I will give you life advice if you go to askthegoon at gmail.com. Good night. Well, show me the way to the next whiskey bar. Oh, don't ask why. Oh, don't ask why. Show me the way to the next whiskey bar. Little girl